everyone. Welcome to another episode of Undercooked Analysis, the show where we read and critique submitted stories by listeners in order to help uh, better improve the general quality of horror literature, strange fiction, weird tales, and other uh, genres that happen to cross in front of us. Um, I am your host, David King. Uh, with me is my co-host and longtime friend, Alan Cheney. Yes, hello. Uh, welcome to as. Hmm. Yeah, uh, Alan, you uh, cut. You cut. I've seen like you cut off a little bit there, Alan. Are you are you okay? Oh, I'm doing good. Oh, okay. Uh, apologies. Uh, we we due to the uh, the very serious uh, climate that is uh, the year 2020 and the uh, unpleasantness that I will not speak of. Uh, we have been forced to record remotely. Normally, you will find me and Alan in the same room, usually sitting in armchairs, uh, drinking true, wine. True, true. Uh, Alan usually has a, you know, our beloved uh, cat, um, Chickenhead, uh, normally sits on Alan's lap. It's usually very cozy. I've usually got um, our, our, our dog, uh, Gracie Asher's. Um, and uh, I realize the format's a little bit different, but uh, the desperate times and all that. Um, uh, that that said, uh, it's it's good it's good to hear from you again, Alan. It's good to hear from you too. I, I've always questioned our decision to name our cat after the slang for uh, a woman who sucks a lot of dick. Yeah, I, um, I wondered about that too. But then again, it, I I have to thank my uh, my father, who in his um, in his uh, in his youth, uh, with one of his roommates, uh, named their cat Chickenhead, mm. and uh, in honor of my my father, God rest his soul, uh, we uh, we we I've, I I often I, I gave you the option. Now, obviously, you could have said no, but I think I, I do appreciate that you named you allowed the cat to have that name after in the memory of my 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 late father. So I I mean. It's all good. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said sucking dick and really broke up the NPR vibe we had going through the show so <laughs> no, far. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. You you know how it is. It's we're we're not. I I think the reason I think that's fair because I think tonight, Alan. I think it's time we. You know, normally we take this very seriously. Right. And I think tonight. I think due to the unpleasantness in the world around us, I think it's time you and I gave ourselves a little bit of, uh, of levity. What do you, what do you think? Uh, a bit, a bit, add a, add a bit of humor to the proceedings. Yeah. Yeah. Like normally we, we, we have to come at this in a very like, you know, surgical, very um, analytical kind of way. So I figured tonight uh, as we record, we could uh, maybe uh, do a story, handle a story that has maybe a bit of uh, brevity, wit, and, uh, and humor behind it. Maybe uh, uh, pick that energy up a little bit. Um, not, right. not, not too much, of course. We don't want to like distress anybody. It's just- I say, I say, we set down the scalpel of analysis and pick up the rubber chicken of hilarity. That seems good. Uh, so I have here my rubber chicken of hilarity. I, I didn't know if we were meant to bring physical props or if we were, you know, this was metaphorical, but I did actually bring a rubber chicken. Oh, good, good. Yeah, so I'm, I'm now bringing that out. And uh, I will say that uh, tonight's story 
that we were reading was actually submitted to us uh, by proxy, weirdly enough, uh, from, it, it's from our old friend, uh, Cleric of Madness. Uh, but I received it through Kayla, who passed the story to me with Cleric's Blessings. And uh, normally I try to read the uh, comments or the uh, the preamble that's presented to us. So uh, usually they, you know, there's a message that goes with the, uh, the, the story. Uh, the message that Kayla sent to me was just, holy shit. Good. So um, that kind of got me in the mood for um, maybe something more, more, more humorous and, and silly. So uh, I think maybe uh, we, we read this story. And, and ironically enough, the story is simply titled David. Ah. Yes, all right. Yes, I know. Um, I don't know if this is actually, I, I don't think this has anything to do with me. It's a very common name, but. <laughs> uh, but as is, as is custom, I think we should uh, let's just launch right into this. And uh, at some point, the story is probably, we'll do our best to maintain decorum, but we've, I, don't be surprised if we, um, uh, we lose our uh, composure a little bit. As you know, we, we try to be complete and total professionals here on Undercooked Analysis, but uh, um, this, I think, I think, I think we can grant ourselves this. Wouldn't, okay. wouldn't you say? All right. All right. So, Sounds good. Good. So would you like to start, Alan, or, or, or shall I? Um, go, you go ahead and start. All right, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I'll pass the, the rubber chicken to you for the, the time being. Sounds, sounds good. Okay. Now, this might be a little bit of a shorter episode, but we will endeavor to, uh, to talk about the story as we go, as we are want to do, and give it the world-class uh, banter that you've come to expect. I may, I may even talk about something entirely unrelated to the story. No, point. really? Uh, I mean, I mean, with these new relaxed rules we've adopted for for this episode, who knows? Who knows what could happen? I mean, this is brave new world we are delving into. I might say a swear. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, oh, forgive me. I, yeah. So, so please, yeah. please understand. I might have to mark this episode um, uh, NSFW. Or... Oh my G! Oh my G, sir. Uh, Thank you. Yes, yes. No, I mean, again, we're relaxing it. We have to test the waters here. Okay, uh, but with, without further ado, we begin the story titled David. Hey, Randy, why don't you go spend the night in the old haunted house on the hill? David asked like the piece of shit he was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at him. His eyes were too close together. His mom slipped around, leaving him with a deep seated trauma and a lasting distrust of others. Oh, and when we were five, he ate my French fries. Hey, David, why don't you spend the night and go fuck yourself? <laughs> ah, this is going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> I quipped like the sexy, virile young man I was. Uh, very mature. You're 21 now. Old enough to drink and old enough to get butt-fucked by a ghost, Randy said, rolling his eyes. I hope they would pop out of his head, bounce down the street, and roll into the gutter to be pissed on by some rats or something. I 
shot back the fakest smile I could muster. That house isn't any more haunted than your house. Remember that? When you thought that the sounds of- You're a dick, you know that? David asked, his words oozing out of his fetid mouth like the worst, worstless sewage they were. <laughs> Cleric, what the fuck have you given us? Yep. I said, proud of every one of my accomplishments in life, unlike this shit for brains friend of mine whose wife got knocked up just out of high school and he stupidly decided to help her raise the kid instead of the real dad, and then she left him to go do meth on some beach I can't pronounce in California. <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, man. Fine pussy shit. I'll spend the night with you like we used to when we were kids, he offered, completely, completely glossing over how in the absolute fuck a pussy would shit. <laughs> what? Sure. The- Okay. No, go ahead. Man, no, yeah. No, go ahead. Sure. Don't forget to bring the crippling depression and alcohol. I said as I headed home to grab a bag of shit I really didn't need but was legally obliged to get. God damn it. Hmm? Ah. Are you, are you okay? Why? What's no, happened? The, the, the goddamn fucking Zoom chat, like, mini window thing just popped up over where I was reading. It Just now? Yeah. What? That's bizarre. How, how bizarre? Ooh, baby, really it's need, making me crazy. But... Every time I look around, it's in my face. Yeah. <laughs> didn't really, really didn't need, but was legally obliged to gather for a sleepover in a haunted house of whatever, or whatever dumb shit, kid shit David was using as another avenue to escape from his loveless marriage to a whiskey bottle. I didn't know you could legally marry a whiskey bottle. I mean, I've been looking into it. Okay, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> Uh, so far, um, so far, so good. <laughs> yeah, this is, no um, here. I feel like this is kind of, okay, yeah, yeah, no, this is good. I wanted to read something like this is good. <laughs> oh my God. We met about the old abandoned house that had stood atop the hill in our childhood street for countless years. I don't know what was more perplexing, the fact that we were back in this neighborhood or that the city couldn't be fucked long enough to tear this eyesore down. Like, seriously, guys, what the fuck am I paying taxes for if all you're going to do is build another roundabout and fuck my commute up by another half hour when the city is only a few miles across? Your tax dollars at work, they say. I pushed open the door to the shit shack and musty, disgusting air filled my lungs. It was much like the last time I ate out David's mom. (laughs) There's going to be a lot in this episode that can be taken out of context. <laughs> yeah, that's why we had to Oh, fuck. Everything inside was covered in a thick layer of dust, much like David's parental duties. Why, why, did, why did Cleric have to call this story David? I don't know. I, I appreciate him for it, though. Oh, God damn it. Wow, so very spooky, I said, as interested in that place as any woman would be around David and his tiny, tiny dick. He made me look at it once in high school, and I punched him in the throat and told the whole school. (laughs) Now that I'm thinking about it, fuck knows why he still hangs around me. Maybe he's like, I don't know, a lost puppy? Like, no one else can feign putting up with him long and long... uh, like, no one else can feign putting up with him for long enough. Maybe I fucked up somewhere in life and actually instilled in one of his few surviving brain cells that we could be anything in the same zip code as friends. 
It's like um, the best hyperbole story. This is yes. wonderful. Yes. David didn't respond. He instead immediately set about scouting a location in what I assumed was once the living room and set up shop. Tent, bedroll, everything short of a fire. Once I had watched that fucking spectacle unfold, ignoring why in the fuck damn he brought a tent to a house and nailed that fucker to the floor like we were roughing it in the jungles of Ikea, I watched him produce several bottles of hard liquor from his bag. <laughs> well, I'll be goddamned. You actually brought one bottle for each of the fucking steps of the program you're going to fall down, didn't you? I said, both equally disgusted and finally impressed by something he had done. Oh, lay off it, he whined like the small diaper-pissing child he was. I don't drink that much. My dude, I said, choking back the sudden rush of bile that hit my throat at the display of how wantonly ignorant one person could be. You have enough liquid there to drown a toddler, never mind your liver. How you survive this long is beyond me. It wasn't beyond me. Ever wondered how some parasites survive when their host dies? <laughs> They move on to a new host, just like David does when he's finished bleeding them dry financially and emotionally. He's really got that shit down to a science. Or would it be an art? Ah, uh, who cares? I certainly don't fall for his shit. I just babysit him on his idiotic ideas and ventures and then pawn him back off to whatever foolish person he's sucking off or on this week. <laughs> well, damn. Well, damn. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. I asked for levity. I got super not safe for work. Uh, David ignored me and proceeded to take a hearty swig out of the closest bottle. It was some unpronounceable Russian vodka that I could smell from where I was and was pretty sure tasted like a cross between paint thinner and floor cleaner. I, on the other hand, unrolled a sleeping bag and sat on the floor like the sad sack of shit I felt like sitting in a long abandoned house with my half-ass friend. I mean, if we're doing, if, if we're going full not safe for work on this episode, I wanted to bring up that, like, I discovered a new turnoff. Okay. I mean, I think it's good. We, we, we should pad it a little bit because, like, we're just, we're just kind of trucking along at this point. And, yeah. uh, and uh, this story's not super long. Like, it's dawning on me as we get into the recording, like, oh, wow. Okay. This looked, this looked longer when I had it before. That's what she said. But now, <laughs> um, Sorry, you uh go ahead. I didn't mean to, to to cut you off. I'm I'm now 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 I need to know what is what is your new turn off? Okay. So I was enjoying a pornographic video. <laughs> as as many would do. Um and 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 I'm I'm not gonna get into like exact dialogue or anything. Probably not. Probably a good idea. Um but uh the woman in the film uh, I hadn't noticed she had a bit of a Midwestern accent mm -hmm. until she said the equivalent of, hey, let's get a look at that boner. <laughs> boner. 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 And my penis went, nope, done, <laughs> out, out. <laughs> did it, did it, was it, did it like re retreat back into you? Yes. It, uh. <laughs> I almost became an innie. Oh no. Um, man. Like that turned me off and now I can't stop thinking about it. It's just 
<laughs> anything I watch now, my brain's just like, hey there, fella, let's get a look at that boner, why don't we? It's like, it's funny because before this, uh, Kayla and I were watching, we're play, sort of playing catch up with Homestar Runner, and now I can only hear that in Coach Z's voice. Oh, hey there, Homestar, let's take a look at that boner. <laughs> Oh no! I made it worse. Well, goodbye forever, sex. Um, <laughs> it was fun while it lasted, but then yeah, it's like uh, oh man, uh, oh, it's, it's that phantom well, that boy, invades every well, time. Well, boy, I t- well, boy, I tell you, that's a real fine boner there, sir. <laughs> I'm very impressed with that boner. You should do some stuff to me with that boner. That would be. That would just be the bee's knees, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, don't you know? <laughs> don't you know that boner up inside me? <laughs> There's so much in this episode that's going to be taken out of context. I swear to God. Uh, I, <laughs> thank you for sharing, Alan. We'll, we'll see if we can if we can solve we can resolve this. Uh, if you need help resolving this crisis, uh, I, I I'm afraid I can't help you. I don't, actually don't know what to do about that. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a weird it's a weird one. Mm-hmm. If anyone that out there has any ideas, uh, uh, absolutely do not send those ideas to me. Is it is it more is it more disturbing? Is it is it the accent or is it more just like I would ne- I don't think I've ever heard anyone say, "Hey, let's take a look at that boner." Um. Well, that's not exactly what was said. I, again, I'm paraphrasing. Oh, okay. That's fair. That's right. You didn't want to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get you. Fair. 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 Uh, I believe it is your paragraphs. Uh... And now I'm kind of curious to try and find like t- to seek out Midwest accent porn. <laughs> it's like that someone's fetish. I mean, like everyone, ev- everyone's got a thing. That has to be someone's thing. Is that? Is yeah. That 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 wouldn't surprise me. We, we sat there for what to me seemed like an eternity, but for him probably seemed like a few minutes on account of the amount of booze he was chugging. I was so enamored by his ability to drink like a man who had just come back to civilization after years stranded in the desert and had just rediscovered what running water was that I almost didn't notice the pale female specter descending the staircase. Oh, nice. Who dares intrude in my house? The spooky looking bitch grumbled. Yo, chill out. I said, pull up what's left of one of your chairs and enjoy some of this decade's finest swill. I pointed to David's stash. Well, what was left of it? David. Very, uh, <laughs> very, very, very nonchalant reaction to it. Very nonchalant. They, well, you know, I'm still trying to figure out what the incentive for this story is, if anything, other than just Cleric just being like, well, fuck it, which just seems like something Cleric would do, honestly. Yeah. David obviously did not react. This man was fucked up. The ghost moved toward David. You have damaged my poor baby, it said, pointing at the idiot's tent that was, might I remind you, perplexing there. Like, come on. You believe he nailed that son of a bitch to the floor? Why did he even have it if he had a sleeping roll? Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Fuck your baby, mockingly slurred David, much like the messed out mother of his child did. The ghost was pissed. She reminded me of her, actually, what with the way she angrily stared at him. 
She did it very similarly, but probably not that fucking eerily, if I recall. I mean, she looked like a goddamn meth ghost, but she was still alive. Well, legally. Ouch. And you, the ghost shouted in my direction, you are. I didn't let her finish. Hey, 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 calm yourself. I'm just here to make sure this friend of mine doesn't do anything we'll both regret or be liable for. I made sure to use very exaggerated air quotes around friend and meant it. No. Bow. Leave this place and never return, the spirit demanded. Honestly, I was ready to fuck off at this point. I wasn't afraid. More so just annoyed that this wasn't the first time this man had done something like, like that would be... Wait, sorry, I lost my place. It wasn't the first time this man had done something that would be the near death of me. I mean, there was that time at a bar in Texas when we had to flee while getting shot at, but that was neither here nor there. Yeah, I'm going to take you up on that offer if that's okay. I said, standing up and prepared to leave the sleeping bag behind as I gathered my pack. He was like, what, 10 bucks? $10. My life, $10. No, fuck that. Don't be a pussy shit. David casually slurred, still glossing over how the fuck that even what? Suit yourself, Balsack. <laughs> I said as I turned to leave David to his fate. I stopped dead in my tracks as I heard the sound of snapping four floorboards and bone. I went... <laughs> I whipped around to see that goddamn ghost beating the ever-loving fuck out of him with a piece of wood. Holy shit, you really don't fuck around, do you? I asked, stitching closer. <laughs> After she had finished caving his stupid, dumb, ugly face in, she turned to face me, bored at the ready. Uh, wait. Oh, ho hold on. <laughs> I said, holding my arm out as I approached the smear on the floor that, was once, that once was David. Just... Need to get one thing, I grunted as I fished his wallet out of his pistol jeans. <laughs> then, just for good measure, I kicked his corpse a few times. I looked at David, then at the ghost, then up at the ch chunk of floor she held. Could I get a few swings in with that, too? He was kind of a shit person, if I'll be honest with you. You have issues she muttered as she vanished up into the ceiling somehow taking a corporeal object with her <laughs> uh spoil sport i muttered giving the shit bag another kick this time in his nuts he spasmed satisfyingly <laughs> jesus christ yeah I nicked the rest of his unopened booze and made my way out to my car, intent on returning to my life far removed from this miasma of failure. I cracked open the scarred leather treasure chest to find a handful of bills, some old receipts, and a folded up collection of lined notebook paper. Curiosity got the better of me, and I pulled them out. It was a note, written for me. Randy, this is David. If you're reading this, then something has happened to me. I probably killed myself or have gotten myself killed. Either way, I wanted you to know that I love you, man. You might be hard on me sometimes, but I know that deep down you really care about me. 
You're the only friend I ever had in this world. Thank you. I hope to have something I can leave behind for you when I die, but all I can guarantee you is the memories of the times we shared together. Neat. The rest of the pages were crudely hand-drawn pictures of him and I at various times in our lives. His art style reminded me of Picasso. If Picasso was cross-eyed and had Parkinson's and was 10. <laughs> wow, I said to myself. <laughs> wow. I said to myself, catching a tear in my eye. He really left me something amazing, I said as I drove off. I was going to write toilet paper, but this will keep me going for another few days at least. Ba-dum, it's wow. over! Wow. Wow. Um, so, uh, stepping, stepping back into uh, our, our usual... Um, our, our, our usual uh, modus operandi here, the way we normally present ourselves. Um, um, I think we should talk a little bit about the, the story and what it brings to the table. Um, so, you know, looking at it again, reading, rereading some of the paragraphs, I just need to say, what the fuck? Yeah. Cleric, what? This is, this is, this is it, it's fun. I really enjoyed reading it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was a fun read, but like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Is there, is there, is there, is there some stuff? Is there some stuff you need to tell us, my dude? Because we're here. Some things. We're, we're, we're here. I don't remember. I don't remember which episode of MST3K this is, but so there, there's some riff. What's uh, the equivalent and and. And, and that's been another episode of No Moral Theater. <laughs> I don't remember which one it is either, but that riff does sound familiar. Um, hmm. Yeah, I just... Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just kind of a... It's just kind of its own thing. I, I guess. Uh, huh. So we're just going to sit here and be gently baffled for the rest of time. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, oh man. Um, yeah. thanks, for, th th thanks, I guess. I mean, unfortunately this has provided a lot of fuel for people who will be yeah. good. I know people out there will actually be good and not take any of this out of context in any capacity. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. None of it. So, yeah, I, I you know, uh, I guess, I guess there's not really much else to say except uh, maybe give it our um, our freshness ratings. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and give this. Hmm, I'm gonna go ahead and give this. A uh, and crudely drawn uh, memories of childhood out of a possible four uh, bottles of basically uh, nail polish remover. <laughs> I will give this uh, one messed out 
ex-wife living on a beach that I can't name somewhere in California. Huh. I think that works. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, so thank you uh, for joining us for this, um, hmm, this hmm, ah. this episode of hmm, starring hmm and hmm. Furthermore, hmm. Um, hmm. Is there, there are things, uh, there are things I need to discuss since I have you yes. all here. There, there are things. For example, uh, one very exciting thing coming up for anyone interested. Oh, well, let's, let's do the usual preamble. Uh, first of all, um, first of all, uh, hey, if you want to be like cleric or, and submit stuff for us to read, although maybe you should submit things that aren't quite like what cleric submitted, because I, I, okay, admittedly, I did pre-screen the story a little bit and I was like, holy shit, we need to read this because I do want to just do something that's just for, for yucks, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but um, if you want us to read your work on UCA, just email me, midnightmarinera at gmail.com. We accept submissions uh, and then we'll add it to the queue. Uh, patrons of Midnight Marinera slash UCA get uh, priority, but, and we, but um, uh, beyond that, uh, you know, everything's fair game. Uh, we do have one very important announcement, though, and that is we are moving into the next round of the Boo Olympics. And instead of us doing this round of Boo Olympics, we are actually turning this over to you. Yes, in another writing challenge. Uh, as it turns out, uh, you know, Alan, Master of Ceremonies Alan, uh, concocted a little uh, sub show of UCA, once its own podcast, now a subset of UCA known as Creepy Cooking Staff. Uh, I'd be careful even mentioning the name of that because it's possible the other me will break into your house and demand to host the show. I, I, I just thought that was the same you. That's, that's a different you? That's another yeah, no, no, that's, a, that's, a, that's a different guy. That's, that's a different guy? Yeah. Oh, is it like the Kool-Aid man? Like if I, or is it like Candlejack? Like if I mention him too much, he just shows up. I'm going to need more rope. <laughs> I almost want to like do a future David moment where like, you can hear outside your house just like me, just like angrily shouting like, I heard you say creepy cooking staff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we are up. This is the third challenge of 2020's Boo Olympics, which we're doing to kind of help ease the pain of not having a lot of Halloween stuff this year. Uh, we want you, your listeners, to write a story based on one of the prompts from a creepy cooking staff episode. Yeah. Uh, the story's got to utilize the final story concept and key details decided from the episode chosen. You can add or embellish the concept. Uh, the word limit is 1,500 words. So we're not looking for like huge lengthy stories, but you could have you know, fun with it. Uh, the deadline for those submissions is October 30th at 11.59 p.m. Uh, so uh, those story, if you want to be a part of that challenge, you email those to midnightmarinera at gmail.com. Uh, the... Please make sure the subject line contains CCS story, uh, the title of your story, and the name of the writer. Uh, you can submit them as uh, Word doc, PDF, pre presented in the body, you know, present in the body of the email, or as a Google Doc link. Uh, make sure we have the permission to open them, of course. And even if you don't get into the final run, uh, we might still read the stories on UCA in the future. So just keep that in mind. Um, there will be cash prizes. Uh, first place winner. But from our 
illustrious panel of judges will get $50, second place will be $30, and third place will be $20. So uh, come join us for that. We'll have the winners probably revealed sometime in November, but this is a good thing to be writing about in October. Um, Alan. Yes. Should we tell the people what the, remind people what the, uh, the prompts are from Creepy Cooking Staff? Uh, yeah, I definitely have those right in front of me. I Let do me just you... go ahead and pull those and just start reading those to the audience right now. Okay. And I'm going to pull them up and read them right now. Right Starting now. now. Yes. Right now right. is when I'm going to read them. Good. And now I'm, I'm looking at the first word. Man, it's a great one. <laughs> and that word is a word <laughs> that starts the sentence we are reading and will be part of the paragraph stories must be based on any one of the episodes listed below uh the buck bubble haunted cartridge uh the boy meets world lost episode Beat Eddie, the Purple Stuff SCP, the Dead Child Pudding Ritual, the Gay Cruise Incubus, or the Mother Against Drunk Driving. Thank Was you. Was that bit worth it, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> it was totally worth it. It pads out the runtime. That's probably what helps a little bit. <laughs> Um, if you want to go back and listen to any of those episodes reference, they're all good ones. Um, I'm particularly a fan of the Purple Stuff episode. I think that um, still, I, I want to see someone write that SCP. Uh, there will be more of... I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I, I, need, I need more Sweet Eddie in my life. It would be good to have more Sweet Eddie in our lives. So yeah, that's our big thing. Get all up on that. And then keep an eye out for Creative Horror because on the 30th of October, we're going to be doing a live stream because A, it's uh, Midnight Marinera's seven-year anniversary, and B, it's the day before Halloween. So why not? Yeah. It's either Thursday or Friday. It's either Thursday or Friday. It's a Friday, I think. No, I think it's, I don't know what, it's either October 28th, uh, 29th or October 30th. I don't know when the live stream will be, but it's, I think it's one of those days. Thank you, background Kayla. Ladies and gentlemen, background Kayla, everyone's favorite character in the back from the background zone. It's like it's like stare John Hodgman, except there's back there's uh, background Kayla and I huge talk from the stairs, but you could talk I... from the stairs and it would probably still pick you up. And future da background Kayla, future David, mm -hmm. and uh... hostile host Alan. Yes, uh, Alan the host. <laughs> Alan the host. <laughs> um. Awesome. Well, uh, with that said, I think I'm going to go. Uh, I think, I think that, that about covers it. So thank you again for joining us for UCA. Um, keep an eye out for more announcements. I cannot really fall back into the NPR thing again. That, uh, that time has passed. That, that bird has flown. That uh, bit has died. We ate that bird. We ate that bird and it was, 
It was pretty good, actually. We didn't cook it or anything. No, we just we ate it take, raw. Bit, we just, just ate a raw feathered bird. You like bit its head off. It was kind of rad, but also really tragic. And yeah, we were like both crying the whole time. You didn't pick it up though, because future David edited all that out. Yeah. Yeah. But the scars. Damn shame. Them. Damn shame would have padded the episode. <laughs> Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinera, and this podcast is part of CreativeHorror.com, a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at CreativeHorror.com. 